Welcome back to the final episode of the DNI podcast. Pleased to welcome back Linda and Susan. Good to have you both back on. Can you please reintroduce yourselves? Sure. I'm Linda Whitney. I'm a partner and scheme actuary. But I'm really passionate about equity. And although I'm a pensions expert, I find this is an area where I'm still very keen to learn when it comes to diversity and inclusion. Hi, I'm Susan Hall. I'm a partner and lead our governance services to trustees. Like Linda, I see DNI as a journey for both me personally and for pension schemes, but an area that pensions governance can really help make strides. Right then, so Linda, I've listened to all of the podcasts in the series and I'm now wondering what DNI actions to take. Where do I start? We've covered quite a lot of ground in the podcast, looking at diversity and inclusion in uh, trustee decision making, recruitment of trustees and communication with members. But the practical guide goes even further and also looks at DNI in relation to scheme rules, investment decisions and actuarial calculations. And we've included in the guide a checklist for schemes setting out the actions that you might want to take, although do feel free to add your own as well. If you aren't sure where to start, you could either start by developing the overarching diversity and inclusion policy for your pension plan, setting out your key principles of operations. This then gives you a lens with which to apply each piece of work that you pick up in relation to your pension scheme. Alternatively, you might just want to get stuck in, pick one area and see what it's like before going back and thinking about policy. You could decide to first get a really good understanding of the existing skills and diversity on your board, perhaps starting with a DNI assessment, and from this gain the understanding of the strengths and weaknesses and where you might want to work. Susan, so I've heard what Linda has said about having a number of competing priorities, and so I'm not sure I have the time to focus on this right now. So in practice, pension schemes have to make quite difficult decisions on where to spend their limited time. And if you're a pension scheme that has a full agenda, then start off with small steps. Think about the items that you're already working on and consider how to improve DNI as part of each activity. So, for example, if you're reviewing your communications with members, maybe you can take a look at them from a DNI perspective. So, coming back to the items that Anne and Andy discussed in the communications podcast, you may decide to focus on the choice of language and actively aim for inclusivity, or you may focus on physical disabilities and introduce alternatives for those who are visually impaired. Another example. If I think back to Sarah and Shoromi's podcast on trust you recruitment, you may decide to carry out a skills and diversity assessment to better understand the makeup of your current board in terms of skills, knowledge, attributes, diversity characteristics before you look at how to attract diverse candidates. If I think about Sue and Mark's podcast on decision making, you may actively focus on unconscious bias in discretionary decisions, making time to consider cases from a broader perspective as possible. Ultimately, by starting with the items that you have on your agenda, you're building a DNI policy incrementally. Linda, what if I'm a white male board member that feels that they're working very well and don't feel that they should focus on diversity? On the face of it, let's say you had an all-white male board, it may not appear to be very diverse, and it certainly isn't from a gender or ethnicity perspective. But actually, we may find under the surface there is 
plenty of cognitive diversity, diversity in decision-making, perhaps perspectives from the shop floor and the boardroom, from active members from pensioners, or from personal experience, whether that's different religions, sexuality, disability amongst the board. So what you see may not tell the whole story. And understanding the makeup of your current board helps explain why you're successful in certain areas. But also, taking that understanding could help highlight blind spots on the board. For example, we looked at the skills and personal characteristics for one trustee board. They were a very successful board with a lot of good strategic thinkers. But the skills assessment showed that they had no one with particular attention to detail. And so projects, perhaps like GMP equalisation, had potentially left them exposed. It highlighted a reliance on advisors for picking up the detail. And maybe that worked for them, but understanding that helped them make better decisions. So understanding the makeup of the board and helping make better decisions around trustees can help you think about who you might want to appoint in the future. What does your succession planning look like? Turning specifically to the gender and ethnicity point, it's something that you could focus on over time, making sure that the application process feels possible to a wide range of people. If certain types of people are unsuccessful in your process, ask why. Be inquisitive. What would it take for it to be different? And finally, Susan, what if I don't have a budget for this to work? For many schemes, it's around having a DNI focus in everything they do. It's almost a standard question that we, you can apply. What are the DNI aspects in relation to the item we are discussing? This in itself will change the behaviours of the board. The sponsors are a really useful place to start as well in relation to DNI. The chances are they have quite a developed DNI agenda, and so they could ideally be placed to support the trustees through this journey without incurring any costs. In our experience, sponsors are happy to help and have an invested interest in the pension scheme progressing on the same DNI journey that they are. Well, I want to thank you both for a fantastic podcast series, especially with uh, you know what for many trustee boards is a difficult subject to approach. And I think this has helped break down some of those barriers and given people a focus where to start. I want to thank all the other podcast hosts that have been on and helped tackle this subject. Where can we find out more and download this guide? So if you go onto the Aon Trustee Effectiveness webpage, you'll see a link directly to the Aon Practical DNI guide. We'll put a link in the show notes as well, just so people can easily click on and grab that. Well, thank you both for joining us today. And if anybody wants to reach out to you, can they reach out on LinkedIn, etc.? Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you both. Thank you for listening. Thank you.